RCE, Building Cost Consultants. In these challenging economic times, RCE can reduce the overheads of companies that can no longer afford the luxury of a full-time quantity surveyor or estimator. Contact Ronan by email on ronan at rce.ie or check out our website www.rce.ie. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet.
Imagine your wedding day with unparalleled service, commanding views and mature grounds on one of Ireland's most beautiful family-run countryside estates. Located on our private shores of Loch Sheelan, Crover House Hotel in Cavan offers a personal service to each couple. A limited number of 2016 wedding packages are still available. Call 049-8540-206 today. Our unique location for your unique occasion. Crover House Hotel. Entertainment venue. 
with state-of-the-art lighting and sound system, VIP room with bar, as well as a cocktail bar, outdoor heated and fully seated smoking area so you can sit, relax and take time to catch up with friends. Club V opens every Saturday night and holiday Sunday at 11pm. To find out more about Club V and our upcoming events, follow us on Twitter or become a fan on Facebook. Club V Virginia at the Riverfront Hotel.
there, folks, if you can hear me all right. It's uh, Damien Dunahoo here from We Are Cavan. We're just going to hand over to the chairman of the Castlerahan Club, Noel Barkey. He's going to introduce himself and, and start the night's proceedings. So uh, if you all just give him a, a quick hearing. Thanks very much. Hello. Thanks, Damien. <coughs> on, on behalf of on behalf of Castlerahan Club, I'd like to welcome you all here tonight to this uh, up for the match. It's a great occasion here for all of us here, uh, young, old, and some of us just not so old. <coughs> we, we've all we've all been some part of this club. Let it be official, uh, taking a position within the committee or playing on the field. So we are all entitled to be here tonight and have our fun and have our, our night out before our big game tomorrow. Tomorrow, I don't know, I, I can't wait for it. As I said to someone today, I'm like a child waiting for Santi. That's how I feel. That's what it means to me now. And I don't know what, what it feels to you, but I'm so excited. And I just can't wait to get out to Bethany Park tomorrow and put, put our team out. Because I think, I think this is our year. Our year. We have a panel of players there, as we said uh, during the week there on different, different comments, that we had a panel there of over 30 at training, Tuesdays and Fridays. And that's phenomenal. Like, and I have to praise the players. They've, they've put in such an effort this year, and the fitness and everything this year is unbelievable. But that just didn't come overnight either. That has been done over the last... You could be talking about the last six or seven, maybe ten years, building and building and building a team till where we are today. And that is, let it be club officials, players, chairmen, secretaries, whoever's involved in the club over the last number of years, all can clap themselves for being part of what we are today and tomorrow, and hopefully tomorrow night in the town. I want everyone down in, in, in Breffney tomorrow, enjoy the day, enjoy it for what it is, and come back to town tomorrow night regardless of what result but hopefully it's the right result but regardless of the result come back to town tomorrow night and enjoy the night with the boys again and listen enjoy tonight and I hope there's a good bit of banter here after a while thank you very much good stuff Noel thanks very much you'll, ha you'll have to bear with me folks I'm going to have to probably shout a wee bit over this because when I put up my mic it's probably telling me to shut my mouth because it doesn't want to hear me talking at all uh, my name is Damien Donahue. Firstly, I'm from wearecavan.com and I'm joined by Paul Fitzpatrick. Uh, he's the sports editor of the Anglo Celt. He's going to introduce the first three guests that we have coming up tonight. Uh, we're going to go back through the years of the Castle Rahan Club and, and going to go right back into the 60s. So a good fuse will remember that. I think Paul Brady was still playing back then. So it's, uh, there's plenty of opportunity. He was injured actually at that stage as well, I think in 1968 or so. But uh, we'll hand over to Paul Fitzpatrick for these. Uh, thanks very much, Damien. I hope everyone can, can pick me up on the mic here. Um, first of all, we're just going to go back to the, 19, the glorious era of the late 1960s when Castlerahan enjoyed a lot of success. So the, the first three people we're going to ask up, and I want you to give them a big round of applause when they come up, is Oliver Brady, Desi Cahill and Patsy Rett. So folks, we're joined, we're joined up here by, uh, by three members of the... The late 1960s team, I think you were, you were all involved uh, between 65, 66 and 68. 
where you had two junior titles and you were in a senior final in 68, would that be correct? Yeah. Right. Intermediate yeah. as well. Oh, sorry, junior, intermediate, and then a senior. Senior semi final and then a senior. Well, that up, that junior final in 65, which yeah. we won. Intermediate final in 66, which we won. Then we met that great crucial off team that won seven in a row. The Beatles in the semi final of the senior championship in, in 67. And we met them again in 68. And the Beatles again. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> so. Unfortunately. <laughs> So use are the start, use are the reason for the, the, the start of the success around Castle Rahan there, uh, Patsy. That's right. 65 was the start of it. Sorry, that's not working. That mic, I don't think we maybe we'll just pass between us. Sorry. Hello. Yeah, 65 was the start of it. 66, the intermediate. Is, uh, Oliver has said uh, 67 and then 68. After that, we went downhill, all right. But we had four glorious years, all right, no doubt. It was, uh, it, it, it was, can you tell us a bit about the, the Castrohan Club back in the 60s? What, what was different between now and then? Well, in 61, uh, the two clubs between Buddy James Duff and Castrohan came together. And they were in the semi final of 61. And after that, there was. Emigration transfers and the club went downhill. So we were junior then until 65. We got hard to survive. So after that was the experience of uh, John Allen, Cahal Flynn coming in, Seamus McMahon, Lord of Mercy coming back, and other fellas as well. And it was three or four of us young at the time. We got great experience and we were able to. Turn on the steam when we were called upon. So that was the start of a, of a great era. All right. You just keep going, Paul, until I figure this out. Sorry, I hope everyone can hear me. We're having a few issues with the sound. Patsy, Pat, Pat, I'm not going to say who told me this question to ask you, but it was Paddy Shannon that told me. But uh, he, he said that, that Father Benny Maguire said one time that you had the best left foot in, in Castle Rahan. But he said, when he was walking away, he said, it was a pity you had two of them. <laughs> Can you confirm or deny that story for us, Patsy? I doubt that one, though, so I do. All right. <laughs> it was, Patsy, we were right in saying it was a young team in 1965. Yeah, we were. We're, we're, uh, we're coming out of under 21 that time. Probably all right. There was six or seven of us, I'd say, knocking around all right, yeah. And, and that was the start of it, all right. We certainly had uh, those manpower about it, all right. Uh, well, unfortunately, only for push it out, we'd have won a couple of senior championships. And that, that's you, you remember then? In, in Hello. Hello. Should be on. You can, yeah. Will you tell us yeah. a bit? I think you beat, it was it Killing Care you beat in the final in 65? Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. We beat Killing Care. Killing Care. No, it's dropped. That one there should be working fine. One two one two. Sorry, yeah, we beat Killing Care in the final, but uh, uh, people wouldn't remember the the reason we had a great team that time because uh, a fellow came into the town here to work in the bank, John Allen, and we looked. John was like a god to us. We were only a crowd of young fellas, and John had won senior medals with Cross Malina, Chewham Stars, Trim and Mead, 
and he won uh, a junior and intermediate championship with Castellan. So he won championship medals, John, in four different events. And John, John captained the Castellan team then in the late 60s. Appointed captain when he came to the town, came into the town. Yeah, I was. A, he was a lovely fellow. He wasn't married, and it suited him. You know the football and a few drinks after it, and he had no ties or anything. You know, so he, he lived. John lived for football. He got married later on in life, but a, lo- a gentleman. Are you, say, are you saying that married life doesn't suit footballers? Or? Uh, well, maybe some of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yeah so yeah. so Castellan found it easy to step up then from, from, uh, intermediate, from junior to intermediate junior, football. Yeah, we, we were the first team to win an intermediate championship in 1966. We won the junior in 65 intermediate. There was no intermediate before that. We were the first team to win the intermediate in 66. 1966, yeah. And you, man- you managed to keep that team together, and most yeah. of those fellas went on to play in the senior final. Yeah, we, we, we see, we, we, we were all, we were balancing stuff, Castle Rahan and Muncher Connett. Yeah. So, uh, uh, we, we, uh, Muncher Connett then, they, uh, yeah, we, we got to semi final in 67, 68, we're beating the final. We won the Cavan Senior League in 1969, and then in, in 1970, Muncher uh, they started a team of their own, and fair play to them, yeah, they're, they're part of Castellan Parish, but they were now on their own, and uh, they won a few junior championships, you know, so we, we carried on with that bunch of talent, just Ballage and stuff, Castellan. Yeah. I'd, like I'd like to ask you, Oliver, we're going to hand over the mic there, how, how do you think football has changed since you were playing football back in the, in the 1960s, and has it changed for the better? That's a 10 mark question. <laughs> A lot of people still prefer the old style catch and kick and you play in your positions. Uh, now it is, it's, a, it's more athletic in our you know, defending in groups and coming out of defence in groups, attacking in groups. It can, it can be very spectacular and looking at the way Casaran have been playing the last two or three matches, uh, have been playing really, really well. To me, I, 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 I saw a resemblance of, the, of that great Dublin team that won the All-Ireland. I, you could see it coming through on that Castellan team. And they're young and they're fit and they're enthusiastic. And uh, hopefully we'll be uh, all on cloud nine tomorrow evening. Yeah, and on your previous two final appearances, you've run into, Castellan have run into a great Crush Law team and probably a great Cavan Gales team. What are your memories of that Crush Law team? After, I hope there's no Crush Law people here. I'm sure, I'm sure there is. But without a shadow of a doubt, they were, they were probably the best senior football team in Cavan, maybe that we'll ever see. And un- unfortunately, we were the second best during the period that they were the best, you know. And if they hadn't been around, we definitely would have won three or four senior championships. Yeah. But uh, they won the first senior championship in 66, when we won our first intermediate championship in 66. And then we met for the next three or four years and in the championship and the Beatles every time you yeah. know and they went on to win seven in a row and I don't think you'll ever see it, it happen again but th- they were an excellent team I have to say yeah. uh, Pat, Patsy looking at that 68 senior final when, when you played Krushala I think looking at the archives in the set I think you might have hit the crossbar in the second, early in the second half of that game uh, do you remember anything about that? I think you might have hit the crossbar or the post in the second half of that game against Krushala in 68 
Would you agree with what Oliver said that if there was no crush at all on the scene back then, that Castrahan would have got over the line in the late 60s? Oh, without a doubt. You went on and won a senior league then, I think yeah, I'm right to say. It was a 69 league, but it was played in April of 1970. Or senior until 74, I think it was, and then immigration, but it's re retired back in the league. And of course that, that all led into, into 1976 and we'll be talking about that later. Um, Des, can you tell us your memories of, of, what are your standard memories? If someone asked you about the, say the 1966 Intermediate Final win against Arva, what, what are the memories that come to mind for you? Uh, yeah, I remember there was um, a lot of Brady's playing with Arva, you know, it's a name that's synonymous with... with yeah, seven brothers played with Arva that day. The Brady's from Brady's garage from Cormore. I remember them. Uh, Sean White, I think, was centre half back as well. And um, it was a great game. But uh, we won we beat them in the intermediate championship final. But they beat us in the league final. So, you know, everybody was happy. Yeah. And when yeah. you look when you look at the Castellan team that has played that's going to play against against Kingscourt tomorrow and hopefully win. Yeah. Do you see the same names coming through that, that played with the club down through the years? Well, uh, some of them, you know, but there's a lot of names, like, um, there's a lot of new people come into the town here, you know, since then. That's nearly, it's nearly 40 years ago, you know. But uh, I, I, I only saw them playing once this year, and that was against um, Kilishandra, and I, I was, they impressed me, you know. For They're not the biggest team in the world, but they all play for each other, you know, and I gave a great display and I thought they should have won by more than four pints. But I, I think that's now tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we, we will ask you your predictions, lads, before you go down. But Oliver, just to, just to ask yourself, what, what would a senior championship win mean to the town? I see you here in your Castellan jersey and the hype is very good. What, what, what would a senior championship mean to, the, to this town and this parish? It'd be like win, winning a World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone will go to work in this town for at least a month. <laughs> <laughs> Even as you can see yourself, the last... I only came down from Dublin now for the weekend, and the buzz around the town is absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. So I can only dream about what it's going to be like if we win this championship tomorrow. Uh, I don't think I'll be going back to Dublin for a while. Anyway, I know that. <laughs> You'll have, a, you'll have a hangover if you do go by. Hopefully. <laughs> it's, it's very rare that someone looks forward to a hangover. Pat Sorry, I'll ask, you, I'll ask you the question again, Patsy. I was just saying for the neutrals among us, and I think there's only myself and Damien here, that are going into the bookies in the morning to be on the match. Can you tell us, is David going to be fit to play or is he not? Well, I'd say win, draw or lose, he will appear at some stage. <laughs> He certainly, has, he certainly has put in a power of work for the last four or five months. Unfortunately, any time I asked him to do anything, he was gone the train. <laughs> and I, I hope, I wish the club the best of luck, and I hope to win by five or six pints. 
Before, before we let you go, we're going to keep you up, Desi, just to talk about the, yeah. the 76 game in a few minutes. Yeah. This, this uh, show is going out live on the internet, so we're going to ask all, lads. Yeah. So this is, on, this is going to be on the internet forever, so get your predictions right. We're going to ask yeah. everyone to predict the scoreline in tomorrow's game. I think uh, Castle Rahan 2-8, King scored 1-7. Castle Rahan 114, King scored 10 points. Big seven point win there. And I'm going to go 216 to 113. Is that, is that the Castle Rahan? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Just to clarify, it's definitely the Castle Rahan. Okay, lads. So all, all going for very big Castle Rahan wins here. Yeah. Sorry, Sorry Desi. Uh, uh, before I go, I'll just tell you a story. Well, we're, not, we're not letting yeah. you go just yet. Yeah. Um, in 1962, Cavan played Mead in the All-Ireland Junior Final in RD, and Mead won by a point, right? Now, it's nothing got to do with tomorrow or anything, you know. I'm just something had happened. Uh, my brother Vincent was playing full-back for Mead that day. So after the game, uh, they were discussing what happened and what went wrong during the game. And this fella from Mahara, Larry Mulvaney, was playing full forward for Mahara, or for, for Cavan, sorry. And after the game, he called over Huey Smith, who was secretary of the Cavan County Board and a selector with, with the Cavan team. And he said to him, Huey, why the hell didn't you put me out in the middle of the field in the second half? He, uh, Larry was full forward. And Huey looked at him and he said, it's an awful pity we didn't put you in the middle of the next field. <laughs> That's the way to finish that one up. Absolutely brilliant, Desi. Absolute quality. So, uh, to John and to Patsy, thank you very much for coming up and chatting to us here. And uh, very, very entertaining from the two of you. Thanks very much. We're going to hold on to Desi. And I think we've somebody else coming up from the 60s, Paul. Yeah, thanks very much to the lads. We're talking about the 60s. We're just going to hold on to Desi and we're just going to ask Tony Brady to come up and we're going to talk about the 1976 Senior Championship. So give him a big round of applause, please. Folks, uh, we have Tony Brady, of course, every, everybody from Castle Rahan knows Tony Brady. In fact, everybody from Cavan and probably further afield knows Tony Brady. But there's, there's a wee story when you're talking about the, the best left foot in Castle Rahan. Tony Brady, a number of years ago, was over a county minor team. And uh, there was a few lads from Drummalee going there. And there were, a couple of them made the panel. But one of them, in I think it was about mid-March, was uh, they were making the cut on the panel. And uh, Tony called, his name was Fimber Donahue, and I'd say Tony might remember this, or this is the story that's been told around Drummalee a hundred times anyway, but Tony, when he was, he was calling up Fimber Donahue to tell him that he wasn't going to make the panel, he says, Fimber, do you know what you have? You have absolutely the best left foot in Cavan, without a shadow of a doubt, but the problem is you've got the biggest arse with it. <laughs> <laughs> and we keep telling Fimber Donahue that every single time he gets too big for his boots, so that's, that's a wee insight into the character of Tony Brady. <laughs> Is it a true story, Tony? I, I, I wouldn't say I said that now, Damien, but nevertheless, uh, when you'd be talking to the Drummer Lee boys, they mightn't understand anything else, like, you know, so you'd have, to, you'd have to talk to them like that. Well, look, one thing's for sure, we could always slag anyway. There's no, there's no doubt about that. No, no doubt about that. But, Tony, you've, you've had a, 
obviously a huge amount to do with these uh, these young players coming through in Castle Rahan. I remember speaking to Kean Mackey a, a few years back, but he was saying that he never had another manager at club level other than Tony Brady. And I suppose that's a compliment of the highest order when you can produce a footballer like Kean Mackey. Oh well, I wouldn't say that. Um I produced the footballer of Kean Mackey. Like we have to go back, uh, and and someone talked to Stephen about uh, eight or nine or ten years. We have to go back uh, to when Kean Mackey was eight or nine in the field, where we had uh, Dennis Lynch and Pat Fitzpatrick and um, Tony Brady and and Jerry Doherty and um, I, I'm probably leaving someone out here. Uh, Daniel Lin- uh, Danny Lynch was there as well. There was a pile of pile of fellas in the field at that stage. We set up a coaching committee at that stage, and I, I think that, that that's when the development really started in Castle Rahan at the time. And uh, there was a lot of work put into the team. Uh, we, we joined up again. That, um, um, the, first, the first break that that underage team got was when, when we went to Butlins with, with, with um, the under-10s, and, and we were probably betting the community games, but there was a good few from Mutchacanon on that as well, and some from Den, but it was one of the breakthroughs that we had because we were up again a very strong Calvin Gales outfit at that time. Uh, Nicholas Walsh and his group of players at that stage. And, and, uh, but there was an awful lot of work being done here. In the, that's when the real coaching started in this club. And Tony Brady was chairman of it at that stage. Now this is the other Tony Brady, Tony up in Carnine. Uh, we always have to identify the different Tony Bradys in Castellan. But we have a Tony Brady here looking at me straight, straight in the face here. So we have to be careful, you know. Yeah, not to incriminate anybody, just... It's, it's obviously back then I think that Kean Mackey's team Ronan Flanagan and, and Daniel Lynch and them lads they went through the entire underage structure winning every single championship the whole way up which was some achievement yeah that, 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 that was true too and, and, um, but, but I can remember some of our teams actually trying to play against Cavan Gales and the whole idea was to win the kick out if we could win the kick out and then I remember matches against Drummolee down in um, in, in cross keys and I think you might have been involved with them too yeah. and, and, and um, um, we, we, we invented the, the, the sweeper I remember we, put the, we brought Kieran Doherty Kieran, I don't know whether Kieran's here tonight or not we brought Kieran Doherty back in front of um, your full forward Gaffney so that we'd cut the supply out to him and, right. and um, we actually did and we, we, we beat you that time man. and, that and then, then, I, then it was a surprise and then I s- Seen you then last year out in Lavi doing the same thing to us, and I, 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 I said the tables keep turning. I will lose it, except yeah, we, I think at that stage we had five sweepers back trying to stop it. So yeah, you, you beat him that day as well, Tony. You want to throw that in? Sorry, you beat him that day as well. You should throw that in. Ah, yeah. Well, I didn't need to say that. You know. <laughs> Thanks for that rub there, Paul. Fair play to you. But going back, I suppose Tony, back in, into your playing days, and it's it's not today or yesterday, but. Tell us a bit about your what your memories of the of the seventies and, and the sixties in, in Castle Rahan. Well, I suppose for me the seventies uh, for me was um, um, Father Michael Riley, Morgan Flaherty, and Paddy Sweeney, and we we won on the fourteen we won on the fourteen championship. We put put them back to back at the time and went on and won pretty well everything else. But that was all the Castle Rahan. Um, much a Connor team, and then, then that developed into probably what was the St Mary's team in 1976, which of course was successful. Which was successful, yeah. Um, you see, I, I, I think that every player, uh, every club player, 
deserves to be able to play senior club football. And that was one of the things that St Mary's done for us at the time. Now I know that Patsy Ritton, Desi here and all the other lads played senior club with, with Castle Rahan. But, but we weren't senior and only for St Mary's we would have never have got to play um, senior. And, and um, that was a great thing for us at the time. And it, it obviously led to the belief in a certain number of players that they were able to push on and become good senior footballers because then later in the 70s to go in, go in and compete against a very good, as we already mentioned, Chris Law team. I will, um, like I only watched Chris Law. Um, uh, Chris Law never beat us at the time. So once you get into a habit, and it's a bit like that tomorrow, King, Castle Rahan is always able to beat Kingscourt. You know, so... so um, like Chris Law was never a, we always beat them on underage so they were never a problem to us like so when, when, when we meet them we met them in 76 I never thought about them at all the only, the only thing that I had to make sure of in 76 is that, that I, 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 I went fast round by Andy McCabe you know <laughs> and, and I know that Matty Cal and Matty's not here tonight and, and um, uh, Matty Cal wasn't able to go round them that fast at the time and and um, uh, it meant that Matty almost missed the county final. But then McCabe, Andy McCabe had a name for a bit of a, a hard man in fairness to him, from what I was told. That's Keith's father, isn't it? Um, that's Keith's father, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I'm not saying that he was a hard man. He, he played the game the way it was being played at that time. You know, and I didn't, uh, I, I didn't see it. I didn't see what happened that day, but I know that, that Matty ended up in hospital and... Um, <laughs> We had a bit of work to do on him to get him ready for the following week. You know. Des, Desi, we wanted to ask you, you, were, you captained the Samaria team in 1976. Yeah, that's right. Uh, in 1976, uh, again, we were joining St. Mary's. We were joining Munster Connacht. There was about seven from Castle Rahan or eight from Munster Connacht. Or the other, you know, vice versa on the team. We had a great team that year. We beat, uh, uh, we beat Cross Rahan, the Sim- I think Trumalee in the quarter final. And... Uh, Crossed a lot in the semi-final. We beat them by three points, and then we beat uh, Bally Hayes in the final. We won by four. Was it Tony? I think three or four points. Yeah. And we, but <coughs> Damien and I were down in Bally Hayes last week. Yeah. And they, they were, we were talking to people who played for Bally Hayes in that final, and they said yeah. or Samaris are very lucky to win that game. So I said uh, we're up in, ba- in Bally Duff next week. We'll ask the boys. I don't, I don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe we were, but. Um, uh, Probably Bally Hayes had a few bigger names than we had. Steve Duggan, Huey Newman, Enda McGowan, all these boys, you know. They're, they, were, they were a good team, but I think we, we deserved to win. There's some stories told about Steve Duggan, but I'm not going to repeat them here tonight, you know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think we deserved to win in, in the end. Yeah. And it was a great honour to captain them, you know, and get the Oliver Plunkett Cup and bring it back here, the Bally Jones stuff. Yeah. And was there a good night in, in Ballyge and stuff? Uh, mighty, night? mighty night. No, great, a few great nights. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We were in the hotel down the Percy French. Yeah. Uh, how long did the party go on for that? Uh, I went on for about a week. I say about a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, so yeah, very, very good. I don't know if everybody can hear us down there at all. It's just it's it is kind of loud. I'm not too sure if people can hear us with with bits of feedback but if you can just try to keep a little bit of silence um, just to hear the lads when they are talking <laughs> just you've seen obviously Desi you've seen a lot of good football in your day obviously with the son Barry but yeah. this, this Castle Rahan outfit would, would, was it not tempting to get the lads to come down and throw their lot in a few years ago 
see if they'd put on the, the Castle Rahan jersey. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, you'd love to see it, but, uh, I mean, if you're, if you're born in Dublin, you know, and you play your underage football, uh, I mean, my heart is still in Cavan. My head is in Dublin, but my heart is still in Cavan, you know. So it's very hard to uh, um, ask a fella to come down. You know, if he's doing anyway Midland Sorry. in Dublin, you know, he... he and he's, well. he, Yeah, he's, as he was aware, as Barry was, you know. It's very hard. I'd love to see him playing with Cavan, but... It just wasn't to be, you know. It wasn't to be. He he won his All Ireland with Dublin, you know. Yeah. And when you when you're looking back, like obviously Barry's down here. I, I remember seeing him at the last county final that Castle Rahan were in. He obviously has a has pride in the Cavan, a good Cavan connection. Anyway, he obviously takes pride in that. Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, if he if he didn't go on and play with Dublin, he definitely. He always said, you can ask him yourself. He'd play he play with Cavan, you know. He'd love to have played with Cavan. And is the affiliation more to Castle Rahan or Mount Nugent? Uh, I'd say Castle Rahan, I'd say, yeah. yeah, Looking at the current Cavan team, is, is that offer still open from Barry? Uh, yeah, well, he's only 35. It was his own decision to retire. He won at an All-Star in 2007 and in All-Ireland 2011. It was his own decision to retire he got married and bought a new house and a few changed jobs and you know so won his all ireland medal and he was happy enough yeah yeah and fair play to him as well yeah right and just going back to you tony i suppose tomorrow we, we've seen the, the championship as it started out and sean i was looking for him along the sideline the whole time and and he went from wearing runners to then wearing tracksuit with boots and then from wearing tracksuit with boots to wearing shorts with boots and then the shorts or the, the top came off and he came on will he be fit to play a good part tomorrow we've asked Patsy about David will Sean Brady be fit to play a good part tomorrow for Castle Rahan whatever Sean is asked to do tomorrow Sean will do it like, and he's well fit to do whatever he has to do tomorrow and that's just a, he's, Sean in fairness going through I've seen a lot of Sean through on the rage and, and there was a lot of good footballers of his age bracket people mightn't Mark McKeever, Shawnee Johnston, uh, Anthony Gaynor was a very good footballer on the race and a few from our own club, but Sean always stood out no matter what game he played in. His ability is, is unquestionable. If he's fit to do a part, you can be sure he's going to tap the ball over the bar if needs be. Uh, he get the pint too if he's wanted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, in fact, in fact I, I think he might have got a pint out in Lavi that day too again. You, I'm not sure. And con considering it was a one-point win, I, I still hold it against them. So it, do. it rolled off your management. Right. I'm rebuilding at the minute, so I haven't told it. But I'm going to get advice from you later on about that. Well, Desi, maybe you'll be able to shed a bit of light on this when we're talking about Sean Brady. Yes, who was the better footballer, Sean or the old fella? Pardon? Who was the better footballer, Sean or his father? <laughs> it's hard to know and I don't think it's a very fair question to ask you're going to get a lot of unfair questions here tonight yeah, folks yeah. yeah I think I think uh, Tony had just edged it maybe maybe yeah 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 but I played along with Tony so I didn't you know but Sean is still a good a good footballer great footballer yeah. and, and just to reverse the tide then Tony who's a better footballer Desi or Barry uh, Desi was far the better footballer <laughs> <laughs> Desi, Desi would have got an all-star in his time too, like, you know, if, if, um, if the opportunity was there. And, you know, it's all about opportunity. And, and Barry was able to take his opportunity. And, and he, had, he had the support of a very good Dublin setup 
that gave him that opportunity. Uh, Daisy didn't get the same opportunity in Cavan. That that if 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 um, if Daisy was in Dublin, Daisy would have been probably playing um, senior senior football in in Dublin in his time, and he didn't get the same opportunity in Cavan. I would say. Very true. Very good. That's a that's a ringing endorsement there. So it is. So, lads, I think we'll, we'll, let, his, uh, we'll let his head on unless Paul has anything else to... Well, yeah, we're going to ask everyone tonight before... Oh, yeah. Just, this is important, so everyone keep quiet for this. We're asking everyone what to predict the scoreline for tomorrow. And remember, this is going out on the internet. It's going to be there forever, so give it a bit of thought. We've already asked you, Des, but we'll ask you, Tony. Um, Silence, folks. Uh, I, 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 think, I think the match is going to be a tight match. And, and I don't think there's going to be a goal in it. So I'd say... I'd say um, 14 points to 15 with Castle Rahan getting 15. Hey! That's the stuff. I think most people, will be, most people across the county would be happy if we got nine or 29 scores across the, the entire hour to make for a good game of football. So thanks very much to Desi Cahill and to Tony Brady. Folks, give them a big round of applause there. So uh, if we have, uh, I don't know, we don't have our musicians, maybe they're gone already, so we'll, we'll keep rolling on. Paul Fitzpatrick has the next three guests that are coming up here to us. Yeah, we, we actually have four guests coming up this time, so I want you to give them a big round of applause. The four people that are coming up are, are Paul Staunton, Paddy Shannon, Paddy, McNamara, Paddy McInerney and Gabriel Brady. A big round of applause please, folks. Okay, so folks, we're joined up on stage here by Gabriel Brady, um, Paddy Shannon, and Paul St uh, Staunton. So give them a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. I suppose we'll start with you, Paul. Um, you were part of the team in 87 and 91, were you? 91. So, yes. Good stuff. Can you tell us a little bit about, about Castle Rahan in 91, how, you were, how it came about that you just won that junior title? Um, well, we, I was lucky enough to be part of a great generation, really. Um, we came up, we lost an under-12 final, we won an under-14, we won an under-16. We threw away two minors, we won a minor league. So, you know, the core was there, myself, Dara here, uh, Breen Smith, David Rudden, um, a few other guys were all the whole way up. County under 16s, minors, or there or thereabouts, you know, and a few extra guys. And along, so we arrived, and I, I think most of our problem, most of the way through, was was, uh, was application, really, I would say, the whole time. Here, um, the guys came in over us uh, Barney and Vincey, Vincey McGuire, Barney Mulvey, Andy Brady, and uh, something clicked, you know. Uh, I think a lot of us were just. We were just at the 21-22, we were kind of done with county and we didn't, we probably didn't, uh, personally I didn't have the dedication to push on to be a county senior player, a few other guys could have done it as well and we just kind of didn't do it, you know, and um, so I think that year we kind of all realised, hold on, your your career is only such a, such a length and we'd, so that team we had... Um, we had uh, Jerry Doherty at fullback. Jerry played underage for Cavan as well. Uh, he was getting on a bit at that time. Um, we had Finton McEnroe, you know, another an outstanding footballer. And um, 
it just kind of clicked and we actually put it in you know everyone was there and that wasn't unusual for the period we didn't really we didn't work as hard as we should have worked you know so uh, and we were only playing junior with potentially I think a lot of us have spoken to them since potentially that team could have been competing at senior level and we were playing in division three and playing junior and you know when you're down there it's very hard to get out everyone is at you and it's tough you know and you're going going up to places in in you know you're going to Corla you're going to Kildallan you're going to places like this you know miles and miles away and you're getting beaten when you shouldn't be and all this and but something clicked and we went on a bit of a run uh we we uh decided i think it was the original bosman ruling or something we decided we'd take in a a transfer from baileyborough <laughs> who went and stood in the corner you know so um that's this person beside me here and we, the other guy i haven't even mentioned ronan the captain of course and another ex-miner so we'd all guys that were you know ex-county players and then in the left corner we'd harry riley who was uh he'd score every time the ball went into harry he scored a point or he got a free that was it so we kind of figured out that was kind of the way to go because Paddy was in the other corner, so you weren't going to kick it there. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> Paddy, is, is it wise to give Paddy the mic at this stage a, a chance to respond? No, Pad, Paddy's only going to rip me apart, so I'm getting me retaliation in first. You know, yeah, I think that's a wise strategy there. You are, are always very tactical up around Castle Ran here. So you're, we're, we're seeing more of it tonight, so yeah. But sure, um, sure, sure. It's uh, we, we will give it on to Paddy now because Paddy, obviously, you had you've had a, a career. That, that brought you both sides of the Atlantic, left side, right side, and it brought you over to New York and back to Cav. And I think a lot of it was the fact that you had to try to get away from the law at some stage. But, um, <laughs> but uh, well, you told me that in New York yourself. But, um, but look, at, tell, tell us a bit about 91. How did you come, about, come to play with Castle Rahan? I fought the law and the law won, yeah. <laughs> uh, I bought a pub in Balladuff and I put it through my kidneys. So that's how I come to be in... That's how, that's how I come to be in Balladuff. Um, I was actually I was actually born outside of Balladuff. Uh, about I spent the first five years of my life just out the road, uh, and uh, we had to leave. Nabby Cusy got married, and he decided he'd have a football team on his own. But um, look at uh, the, ni- ni- in that league in that league in '91, uh, and myself, Jerry Doherty, and Paddy Carty were the old men on the squad, and then you had. A young lad that played uh, Joe, what was Joe's? Gardner. Joe Gardner was in the middle of the field and Paul Staunton, both probably 5'9. Joe was in here working for Robert Fawcett, I think he was a Mayo chap. Hardy bit of stuff. But um, that year in the league, we drew one, one ten, and lost one and didn't get promoted. We got promoted because at that stage the league and the championship were linked. So once you got promoted, one you got promoted, the other. And the following year in the intermediate championship in Kinderneck should have beaten Balignan. Really should have beat them, but. Paul eventually, um, after giving the referee numerous lines of advice, got his 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 character his character Jarrock. But um, Paul always did ask referees, "Excuse me, what's your day job?" But uh, that was his normal line. I, I spent most of the year training. But the, game, the the junior championship of '91 was actually won in the quarter final. A uh, 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 beautiful hot day, and if managers did today what was done that day, it'd be regarded as very unorthodox. Even then. Uh, we were down eight points with eight minutes to go, and we brought a fella on with eight minutes to go who hadn't trained in approximately three years, not through not through any fault of his own, through a serious accident. And this gentleman here, and he came on and he did what they now call softening. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
And he, very good at it. And uh, the result was that we got three goals. Paul Staunton got a goal. Harry Riley scored a penalty. And I think maybe Ronan McCabe. Harry got two. Uh, and Paul Staunton uh, uh, was fouled, I think, for the penalty. So, bottom line was, you turned an eight-point deficit into a one-point victory. And the semi-final was Kildallan, which was... And then in the final, it was against the absolute favourites and it was 10 years after or 9 years after in 82 the intermediate championship Castle Rahan were raging hot favourites Castle Rahan went down to Killing Care and in 91 Killing Care were raging hot favourites but Castle Rahan again by a point came out on top uh, and lost our full back and trainer for the year Jerry done most of the training lost our full back after 4 or 5 minutes broke a collarbone had to shift Finton McEnroe um, back into full back bring in Paul Brady bring Noel Kilgan out to centre back and Noel actually scored a point played a fella that day his first game in the championship because we had a gentleman that time if you went on holidays you went on holidays and he scored he scored the first five points of the game he's still talking about John Caffrey but he did um, but I think, I think I think it's great to be here and it's great to be talking about this I think that Castle Rahan have to be very wary about tomorrow I think Kings could have a lot of experience a lot of strength uh, you don't get to four or five county finals on, on the bounce uh, and not know how to take care of business. I know Castle Rohan have a panel of some young players, of some experienced players. Um, I think that, you know, you have, yeah, okay, you have a player like, you have lots of players on, 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 on the bench for Castle Rohan, but you also have a player like a Sean Brady, world of experience, serious player, uh, and I'm glad you know, that he's got himself because he had a serious injury, he had to get a shoulder operation. There's others as well. I, I think of the Dane Smiths that are gone. I think of Gabriel's nephew, Spuddy Cunningham. Um, I think of lots of other players, Parik Lukey in Australia, uh, Barry Cusick, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he's going to have any partner. He came home from Australia, worked really hard to get himself right. Going to be a huge loss, but that's what a panel is for. You're not going to have everyone every day you go out. But Castle Rahan have to be very careful. I hope that the sun is high in the sky and that the ground stays rock solid, dry ball, but uh, I know what Kingsford are going to, you know, they're going to have their targets, and it doesn't take a rocket scientist who you have to target to try and stomp. I know Castle Rahan play a deep game and come forward at pace. I think in the Gales in the semi-final at half-time, when half-time came, I think you probably agree with me, Damien, they allowed, the Gales allowed Kingscourt to take the steam out of the game, and the tempo of the second half and the first half was completely two completely different games. I mean, they trailed by six points and they were level at half-time and missed four one-on-ones, King, or Gales did. And after half-time, they just completely vum. It was almost like somebody, you know, had a, had a syringe and sucked the air out of them. Castle cannot allow the tempo to, to have to keep a very, very high tamp, tempo all, all around the pitch and they have to be disciplined. Noel Mooney is normally a very, very strict and fair uh, referee. You know, he'll have his linesmen and his umpires, I'm sure, to the ready. Uh, like if Gabriel Brady was playing, I wonder Noel Mooney. He, he, uh, he wouldn't last. He, Gabriel wouldn't last that long. Now, in fairness, Gabriel had flying elbows. I was never sent off in my life, <laughs> which means He's he was never, never caught. caught. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, to all the people around the world that 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 that, that are going to miss out on their chance, people that have picked up injuries, people that maybe retired a year, or maybe this year or last year. That's always tough to take, but. You know, there's a great buzz around here, and it's good to see the bunch of Connets. They won a championship together. Uh, Desi, Desi was the captain, but then Desi kind of committed capital offence. He moved to Mernugent. Well, it's only one of his houses. Desi has kind of houses in Europe and here and there and yonder. But one of one of his houses is in Mernugent. Um, he got a free site, by the way. But um, so there's 
there's a lot of there's a lot of good things there's um um you know uh a lot of a lot of very good players have come and gone a lot of very good right. managers a lot of very good chairman and i think castle rahan have punched above the weight there's a couple of lads on that team that have basically won everything there is to win except the one that you really want you want that oliver plunkett medal uh that's 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 the you know that's the you know it's great to win and it's great to play and it's great but that you know that's that's a huge badge of honor to get that and to win the first i think an interesting fact in 1968 i think castle rahan lost the senior final that correct in 1968 and i hope this is a good omen in 1968 templeport won the junior championship bally hayes won the intermediate championship castle rahan were in the senior final so I think all that needs to happen in 19, in 2015 is for Castle Rahan to go that one step. But it, it will not be, in my opinion, I think this is going to be, I think it's going to be a low scoring uh, war of attrition. Yeah, it'll be, it will be very interesting. We'll, we'll let Gabriel get his chance to get a dig back at Paddy because there was, there was, a, lot of, there was a lot of right-handed jabs coming in at you, Gabriel. There. Can yeah, you explain yeah, for yeah. the people there who mightn't be familiar with Gaelic football, what, what exactly is softening up? <laughs> I was soft up, yeah. There was no black cards back then. Only black eyes, was it? Only black eyes. I got black eyes, all right, yeah. I got a few of them myself. But uh, having said that, I just asked the audience before we start who's going to win tomorrow? That's a good one. That's a good there one to start it out, yeah. Definitely yeah. Don't, don't positive about it. You, you obviously. You're, you're a local local celebrity, uh, I suppose, at this uh, stage. I, when I wouldn't say that. When, no, when no, you no. when you walk through that many lads, to be captain in '87, you know, I played with a great team, a team that when when you actually look back, one fuck all, you know, for the team we had. Should back have then, won more. We should have won it up. Is there a regret yeah. because of that? There is. Yeah, we had. Jase, we had a big team. We were a very handsome team now, you know. <laughs> well, that stands for a lot. Yeah. <laughs> But we were aggressive. With, we're, even with black eyes. Even with black eyes. We were aggressive. We had a, a nasty streak about us. You know, I'm just thinking now, you had uh, the pair of Doherty's, Jerry Doherty, Mickey Doherty, hard men. You had Tony Brady, Sean Brady, fuck me, pink. You know, <laughs> hard men again. You know, myself and Fimber in the middle of the field. Lanky Hoosh, you know. Uh, we had fucking uh, John Cusick half back. We had Liam Brady or Liam McCabe, you know. And then we had super half, super fast forwards. We had Shem Riley, big arse Shem, you know. He stick his arse into you. You wouldn't get the ball off him. You couldn't. You couldn't tackle him. He pulled over the ball, you know. Brilliant. We had we Harry Riley, seventy probably maybe seventeen years of age. I was twenty one at the time. So Harry's a couple of years younger than me. He was probably the youngest man on the team. He was probably uh, 21 years of age. Uh, he was probably only 17. You know, he stood up to the mark that day. Uh, who else had we? Ronan came on a sub that day, yeah. We'll get to him later. Uh, Donna Sharfrey, we had Donna Sharfrey. Uh, Sean Brady up. Normally Sean Brady, you know, Sean, an aggressive player. I remember him playing in the middle of the field. I pushed him out of there. We showed him up into the half-forward line. You know, he was, he was good up there. Brilliant. Tell us a bit about the celebrations after the, uh, the final in 91. No, we'll tell you or about... 87, the, sorry. We'll tell you about the game first. <laughs> okay. We played... We'll Killy get there. We'll we get there. We played Gary in the final. You know, and it was... The weather was just like it is now. 
It was lovely. It was perfect for football. It was dry. You know, we were keyed up. And I'm embarrassed to say, I, I can't remember who the manager was. Maybe someone here knows. Nobby, do you know? The 87 manager. Father Benny? Well, I had a chat with Paddy McInerney earlier on, and I thought, uh, I'm not sure. It's audience participation time here, folks. Was it? Paddy McInerney, was it? Was I the Paddy McInerney? I think it was the, the man that's... Uh, I think it was Father Benny, because every priest in the parish at the moment is playing for, praying Brilliant. for Castle Rahan to win tomorrow. We'll give it to Father Benny, so. Yeah, but uh, getting back to the game, anyway. Like I said, it was a perfect day for football. And uh, we probably, again, like Castle Rahan got in tomorrow, we went in as underdogs. Uh, I'll say that, honey. So uh, we got off to a great start. From the throw in, we got the ball, I was fouled. Mickey Doherty was playing centre half back. He took the resulting free. He lobbed a big fucking ball in on the square. There was a schmazel in there. No way. Caligari guy picked it up, came out with it. Next thing, the ref blew the whistle. Penalty for Castle Rahan. 15 seconds, 20 seconds into the game. And how much did that cost you? Well, that cost us a goal. We got a goal. <laughs> you know, we got the goal. It was a great start. Harry Riley, the youngest man on the field. Stepped up. Stepped up. Put the ball down, back of the net. You know, like your man the other night. But uh, it was a great platform to start from, you know. So we sort of, we controlled the game in the first half. We're in a half time, I think it was 1-5 to 3 points or something like that at half time. We come out, I think we got the first couple of scores in the second half. It was blanket defence time, was it? No, not at that stage, no. Not at that stage, no. Uh, <laughs> as the game went on we were still ahead we lost our main man what I would nearly call you know I know I was captain that day but I I always looked up to Jerry Doherty you know I played with Jerry he was always my wisdom man shall we say right. so he was playing within full back you know he got injured he went off with a leg injury or something maybe with uh, 15 minutes to go we had a nice nippy corner for that day, Kevin Delaney. He got a belt. He went off injured. So we lost two men. You know? At that back, stage back we were up, the wall. Yeah. At that stage we were probably up by maybe two or three points. So then as Marino, is that what you call the cunt beyond to uh, Chelsea? The special one. We sort of half parked the bus. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where you the know, new tactics come that's from. It's ninety one. Yeah. The original. Mickey Doherty went into full back. Tony Brady came back, sent a half back, and we sort of held on. And in all fairness, now we had to, we had to hold on for the last fifty minutes. Killigary came back at us, you know. But look, we got there. You got the celebrations there. were good. And tell us a bit about the celebration. So, what, well, what, what can you remember about coming back to Bally James Duff? Twenty-eight years ago, I can remember nothing. <laughs> there was no cow's milk no. around Bally James Duff at that stage. The wife actually said to me tonight when I was digging out information but tonight you're going to suffer from Alzheimer's <laughs> <laughs> but come here look at Castro is in the same boat now as we were in 87 you know uh, looking at them tomorrow tell us tell us where you think the game can be won and lost tomorrow Gabriel well I think it's going to be very close I think like again we're going in as underdogs 
you know? Very slight. Very slight, but underdogs at the same time. If you look at the last number of finals there, it's always the Gales and it's always Kingscourt. Kingscourt won it in 2010. They were there in 2012. They went to a replay, Mullerhorn bat them. Mullerhorn, a country team, Colchis, you know? The fucking done the business. The bet King's hurt. Well, be careful. I'm half Mullerhorns. So you watch yourself. Uh, uh, watch yourself. You, 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 you might have been softening up people, but I grew up on softening up people's so order. Well, I could soften you up here now, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Get, getting back to it. 2014 Kings were there again. Yeah. They were bet by a pint. So, look at them. There's no doubt about it they're going to be hard bet you know they've been there they were betting 2014 betting 2012 the one in 2010 we were there we were hammered in 2011 an inexperienced team a young team coming up and that's they've learned from that how important is that defeat to these oh it is that's very important because you know that is very important and they realize that now there's a lot of hype back in 2011 you know we're in the first final for probably 68 was it you know, yeah, a lot of young yeah. players, you know, and they got carried away. Everybody got carried away. Supporters, everybody got carried away, you know, but, and they were hammered. They were bet 20 minutes into the game, they were bet. They let a goal in in the first five minutes, you know. The defence we have at the moment, there'll be no goals going in tomorrow. But, uh, look at Kings are there. They're our team. They know how to, they know how to win finals. But they've only won one in the last five years. They were betting 2014. They're going to be betting 2015. <laughs> so, if Castle and win, look at it, there won't be a They'll cow... They'll another fit of amnesia. Well, there will. There won't be a cow milk in fucking Castle unless the King's Cook boys come over and milk them. <laughs> Paddy, 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 we'll, we'll, go, we'll go back. We'll go back over the words, Paddy, there, just... Paddy, you, you touched on it a wee bit, but the game itself, you know, where do you see what where do you see the winning and losing? What's the key battles in the game? Well if you go through the Kingscott squad, they have changed their team, like it's not the Kingscott team that should have been beaten in Cross Keys by by uh Collins on that wet, yeah. wet day. You've Torek Faulkner and Shane Gray and they can interchange those lads to good players. Keith McCabe is having a career year. If Barry Tully is back to himself, another fine player, really pushes up the field, very comfortable with the ball. Um, Barry Riley, what they're trying to do with Barry is release him and get him onto the end of stuff. doesn't matter whether he wears eight or nine on his back. They're trying to get Barry linking up, come on to the end of stuff. We all know what he can do with freeze. We all know he's a fine footballer. He can ping passes. Up front, if Philly Smith is back and at himself, Philly, Philly Smith's a dangerous forward. No Darragon is there too and there's others there and that young lad from Leeds from Christy McGowan I think could be due a big day now on either side you could have a player one of the so-called lesser players to come good tomorrow not you know I just think that I just think Castle Rahan have to be very very careful I, I think they got a real eye opener in the first game of the championship Kingscourt tomorrow will play one more championship game than they have played league games it's their ninth or their tenth game now, some people say they're tired. Some people say they're only battle-hardened. They'll be battle-hardened. Niall Lynch, in fairness, with Mullerhorn and Kingscott, has proved that he's a wily man. Michael James, nobody's mentioned Michael James. Michael James is a kind of a relaxed kind of a manager. Yep. Has a nice, just, basically, he has a thing going from that most people never take into consideration. 
he has a likability factor uh, and that means a lot to players so so and and good men have come before him and gone before him uh, and and what I'm what I would like to see Castle Rahan uh, as I say keep the tempo with the game up I don't see this I see this as an, an 11 point draw that's what I see it and I see the ca- Paddy sorry you're about to be softened up Paddy I think the, the management that's in there now at the moment first of all we have a great chairman as in Noel yeah Mark, Marky. great chairman this management team only came in there in February Michael you know Orion yeah and we have two good selectors we have a great management team we have a great structure here in Castle Round. great support team great from the pubs sponsorships everyone else you know and I think all you have to do is go down to Cavern Road in the morning if you're fit walk out here and walk down there today and see the fucking flags that's up and round bales that's up tractors painted there's actually a white bikes painted there's a white card outside the door in the morning and it's P-I-L the registration and I guarantee you that the bonnet of that car will be red in the morning. You know? Or <laughs> maroon. Or whatever you want to call it. So, I think we have a great chance. You know? I'm sorry for putting in on Paddy. Without a doubt. Again, I'll hand it back to Paul. I will just, um, I would just like to say that I'm not sure about 68. And I hope there's some valuable connection with tomorrow's team. In 76, when St Mary's won the senior, the chairman was a bailable man, Paddy Kelly. In 87, Donna Shaffrey was a half bailable man. Snuffy Smith, Lord of Mercy, and myself in 91. Uh, 2001, I'm sure there was a bailable connection too. Just, it's, a, it's, it's getting away from me. So, uh, tomorrow at poll panel and see what's there. But the bottom line is that as long as these players are kept away from all the hype and all the flags and all that stuff, that, that will not win you. Uh, a championship. What will win you a championship is 65 minutes of you play this game like your life depended on it. That's what will bring it back. Yeah. And just and just finally over to Paul there. Obviously you're you're away. You're you're letting us know you're tuned into We Are Calvin earlier on in the championship. How how difficult is it being away when the championship season is going on for Castlerahan? Um, it's it's difficult at times like this, you know. It, it but times like this don't come every year. So um, yeah, just just to add to that, it's it's wonderful what you guys are doing. You know that you can in the internet age. I was uh, you know looking around, going, "Well, Casaran, how are they doing? How are they doing?" Next thing I stumble on you guys, you know. And then I sent it to Ollie Smith here, whose brother Breen used to play, and I sent it to a friend, Gareth Cooney, in in London. And uh, we were uh, WhatsApping each other while we were listening to you. And, you know, it was almost like being there, you know. Uh, so the last time, uh, I was actually at the Gowney game and they turned off the lights. So uh, I ho- <laughs> hope that's not going to happen tomorrow. But just, just to say one last thing. I'd, um, to me, you know, c- travelling from Brussels is nothing, you know. There's, there's uh, Nobby Sun here has come from the Cayman Islands and there's guys come from America and there's guys com- come from all over. Uh, to come from Brussels for this is just uh, people ask me say to me you're great you're great to do it and I say you don't have a choice you do not have a choice that's what it's about you know and uh, you know uh, any time that I look at the Celtic I see Bally James Duff or Castellan in the news I see negativity I see bad things I see you know there's been various news stories over the last few year, years you know and if Kassaran can just do that one last thing tomorrow, 
it will mean so much to this community and they deserve it, the people of this community. Here, here. I'll get to that shortly. Paul, before we let you go, we have to get the predictions. We, we know Paddy Shannon's going for uh, 11 points each. Paul, what do you reckon? How's he going to finish up tomorrow? Well, I wouldn't normally agree with Paddy, so I'm not going to start now. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, just with... just I was at the 11 final, obviously, and, uh, you know, they didn't turn up. And I just hope that the guys turn up and, and do themselves justice, you know. And I think if they do themselves justice... Just, I was so impressed with them in that first half against Ghana, and if they, if they bring that to it, I, I think they can really, really do it with the quality of those guys. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm getting there, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, so, I think we, we will do it. It's going to be very close. We're looking at something 16-14 or something like this. 16-14, Castle Rahan. Well, yeah. I'm going to hold the mic while I ask you this question. So, uh, what's the score going to be, Gabriel? The score is going to be the same as the 87 score. 1-8 to 7 points. A four-point win for Castellan. Good stuff, Gabriel. Paddy, thanks very much. And to Paul, ladies and gentlemen, give them a big round of applause. Paddy Shannon, Gabriel, and to Paul uh, Stonkin there. So we have, we have three more guests coming up. Uh, Paul's going to just call them out and then we're going to get some music by some wonderful young talent here. They, they're called Mad for Trad. But Paul, if you want to tell us who's coming up next here. Yeah, just before the, just before the, just before the musicians come in, I'm just going to call up the next three guests. So just give them a big round of applause, please. It's John Clark, Alan Mulvey and Barry Cahill. Good stuff, folks. If you'd like to come up and we'll switch over to the Trad music here. Away we go, we've got Mad for Trad. Oh uh... 
absolutely brilliant there. Thanks very much. That's mad for Trad. We'll get one more song from them as soon as the three lads are finished here. So it will only be a few minutes, folks. So we're delighted to be joined up on stage again by um, All-Ireland winner, firstly, from Dublin with, with loads of calving blood. Nothing but calving blood going through. And Barry Cahill, John Clark from the 91 team and the 2001 team as well. And we, we brought up a Balanya man who has who the experience of winning the Oliver Brunkett Cup. So we said we'd get his opinion when, when we have the opportunity. Rumour has it he's tipping King's Cup, but I doubt he's going to follow through on that one over here. But I suppose we'll start with you, John. Um, the occasion, again, wonderful to be in the county final, you know, for Castle and it's massive. But how, how important is it for the club to actually win it this time? Sorry. That should be you now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I noticed a serious difference um, this time around. When we were getting ready in 2011, we were getting a lot of, uh, ah, sure, it's all on the day, this type of stuff. Um, looking back on it now, people were indirectly saying, look, you're kind of in trouble. You're up against a, a Gales team that has, um, has won, you know, seven out of the previous ten uh, Cavan Senior Championships. Uh, this time round, it's very different. Um, it's an awful lot uh, more even playing field, I think, and it is important because uh, we have lads, the likes of uh, Keen and Ronan. You know, they're tip, tipping towards the the thirty-year-old mark. We've Sean Brady in there as well, who is who is actually around the thirty mark, and uh, you know they're top quality players uh, that would form the core of our team. And um, in terms of uh, getting across the line, we're going to need lads like that at the peak of their powers. And time is closing in on those lads. Yeah, definitely. Is. Sorry, folks, just trying to figure out exactly what was causing that. Um, hopefully, you have us. Can you all hear us there now? Yeah. Um, look, looking back, looking back to it, looking back then, go, going to 2011. You know, building building on the experience of that. What what was the was the difference on that day because obviously Cavan Gales were a very very strong team at the time but Castlerahan didn't play to their potential either no um, we didn't play to our potential I suppose and the scoreline reflected that in the end Damien um, but as I say uh, on the day you know we came through the I think that year we came through the softer side of the draw it's fair to say uh, we found ourselves in the final um, Gales had done uh, two, three, two three in a row uh, in the run-up to that. And Kings, Kingscourt had, um, had, had taken them out in 2010. So they came back very uh, angry, for want of a better word, with a point to prove uh, in 2011. Um, so they were very, very focused. You know, it was a very new experience for Castle Rahan uh, that particular year. And, uh, you know, we came out the, very much the wrong side of it. Yeah, just we'll, we'll move on to Barry here. Um, Barry, of course, we, we've mentioned already you're full of Calvin blood. Half, yep. Half Montjuicent, half uh, Castle Rahan, but you were down in 2011. Can you tell us a bit about that final and, and what you thought of it that day? Yeah, um, I went to the game, obviously, with, with my dad and my brother Mark uh, on the Sunday. My sister actually got married on the Friday in, uh, in Castle Rahan Church. So um, we obviously had a great day on the Friday, and we had our own club championship against Nafina. Um, I think it was in the last 16 round of the Dublin we won, and then uh, we went to the game on the Sunday. Um, obviously, a great 
to be at the game itself and for Castellan to get to the final. They obviously hadn't been to a final for a number of years. Um, I suppose we would have been aware that Calvin Gales, I suppose, ha- had the the pedigree and a lot of you know inter-county players on, on show. But certainly, I, I don't think Castellan uh, sort of played to their potential on the day. Um, but going into tomorrow's final, I think that game really will stand to them. You know, I think from my perspective and my own club, St. Bridget's, when we managed to win the, the, the county final, the, the Dublin Senior Championship in 2011, we'd lost the final a couple of years previous. And for a number of guys, they'd never got to the final before. And, you know, it, it is a bit of a daunting task. And um, we played against Kilmacud Croaks in that final. And having that game or that, that, cha- that final game under our belt, I think benefited us going into playing our second final, I suppose, over the course of that time. So, you know, hopefully uh, Castle Ratton will see the benefit of that now tomorrow. Barry, um, have, have you had a chance to see Castle Ratton playing in, in the current championship at all? No, I haven't. Um, obviously tied up my own club uh, for most of the summer, different uh, matches. You know, I know a few of the guys, obviously, Keen Mackey and, and Ronan Flanagan and a few of the other lads. So, um, you know, my dad would, would follow a few of the games. He, he's down in, in Calvin every weekend. So he'd be keeping me up to date, and uh, he always gets the the Anglo Celt every year, either Thursday or Friday morning, um, in Dublin, and has it at home in the house. So, you know, he'd be trying to pick up different snippets uh, as you go along throughout the course of the summer. But, um, you know, I, I think going into the game tomorrow is going to be, you know, pretty much fifty fifty. Um, you know, both teams have sort of six or seven games under the belt at this stage, which is a fair amount for the management to have a look at their players and and, and try and get you know maybe 23 to 25 players uh, game time over the course of that period. So, um, But I think on, on any final, really, it's it's how how the team approaches it and how they actually perform on the day itself. And from the games you've seen in Cavan over the years, what, what do you think the standard of, of senior club football is like in this country compared to Dublin? We know that Dublin are the brand leaders, but what is Cavan like? Yeah, I mean, from Dublin's perspective, they have the population and the numbers and, you know, they have a lot of money behind it as well and, and a lot of country, you know, a lot of, a lot of um, inter-county players would, would come to Dublin and join different clubs, so certainly the, the standard would be extremely high. But, you know, I have seen a, a number of Cavan Club games over the last sort of five, six years and I think the standard is high. You know, at times, you probably would have felt that the Cavan champions would have maybe progressed a bit more in Ulster their Ulster record hasn't been good, you know, in terms of first round wins. Um, they've had a couple of tough losses. I remember particularly the, I think it was the Glen Twilly game a couple of years ago when, when Michael Murphy got a, got a penalty near the end to, um, and then also I think a couple of Cavan club champions have come up against a very good Cross McGlen team, you know, six, seven years ago and, and lost out narrowly. So you would have expected them maybe to push on and, and try and get an Ulster title under the belt. But, um, from, from what I've, I suppose seen and, and played against you know Cavan a couple of times and know a few of the players. I think the quality has always been there, but sometimes maybe the belief, the self belief, hasn't been there. Um, you know, traditionally, obviously, Cavan has, has been you know a sort of Ulster powerhouse. You know, going back into the the nineteen thirties, forties, and fifties, obviously they haven't had the same success over the last thirty or forty years. So that sort of self confidence does take a while to to build up, but. You know, if you have a manager and a management team that believes in you, you know, you can turn that around pretty quickly. And just to clear up what your dad said to us earlier, did, did you ever really consider coming and throwing your lot in with Cavan or even with Castle <laughs> <laughs> uh, And, the, uh, and the, follow-up for, the follow-up for what I asked earlier, is, is the offer still open? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know. Um, 
it was funny when when I finished primary school. Obviously, you probably have a decision to make uh, to what secondary school you go to. Um, my dad actually did want to send me to St Pat's of Cavan, um, but <laughs> but uh, uh, I went to St Declan's College. But I mean, growing up myself and my brother Mark, we all went, would have went to a lot of Cavan matches, way more Cavan matches than Dublin matches. Particularly during uh, Mark McHugh's reign as manager, you know, between 95, 96, 97. I know the Ulster final, 95 against Tyrone and Clonus, and then obviously the 97 final against Derry, you know, great celebrations back in, uh, back uh, that night, and also the All Ireland semi final against Kerry. Um, a couple of other games I remember fondly would be the under 21 run in 96, I think it was, right, yeah. when they won, um, Ulster and obviously were narrowly bat down in, uh, down in Turles against a sort of star studded Kerry team. So, you know, it just goes to show that the quality of players that Cavan can produce. Um, but now I'm 34 years of age, so I don't think I'll be actually fit enough to get into Terry Highland's squad anymore. <laughs> just move over to you, uh, Parry. Do you want to pass yeah. over the mic? Podge, I think anyone that's here that was at the county final two years ago will, will be aware of how well you personally played. You played the game of your life on, on the biggest stage that day, but that was actually your first final where a lot of these Castleran fellas are in their, their second final. What are the sort of things that, that you need to watch out for on county final day that might trip you up? What makes it different to an, any other match? Um, it's, it's, it, county final days are hard. It's, there's a lot of build-up, there's a lot of pressure, there's all that. You kind of need to put everything to the side. Um, what happens is games kind of ebb and flow, especially kind of funny. If, if, if either team can stay into it, come half time, 40 minutes, that's when, like, that's when games are won and lost. Like, everything else, nerves are aside. When you're in the match after half time, everyone knows the way it's going to pan out. And that's when teams go win a match. That's why you see in the past few years, Cabin Gales win matches because they've been there before. Other teams don't know how to deal with that last 20 minutes. Calvin Gales knew how to deal with it. We used to talk about the last 20 minutes. We, that's all we talked about was that we were going to be there within a kick of a ball. So we knew when we got there, now was our chance to take it. That's what Casarahan, in fairness, the last time Casarahan got to a final, the game had gone away from them. With 20 minutes to go, there was nothing. So what they need to do, and what, because Kingscourt had been there before, so they know what it's going to be like the last 20 minutes. What Casarahan need to do is keep with them. Last 20 minutes, that's when your big players stand up to bring a match home. And, and, and that's what it's going to be about. That's what county finals won. Our Ireland finals are won. You see it this year with Dublin. 20 minutes to go. The big players for Dublin stood up. The big players in big matches always stand up with that. You know, when the game is on the line, you know, the other players will get you there. But the big players need to stand up. And, and that's what Casper and Ferns to them, they have big players. The rest of them need to get them to that stage where they can then stand up. People think matches are won the first 10 minutes, you know, coming up to halftime. That's when you need your squad. That's when you need your team. It's big players stand up towards the last 10, 15 minutes. And in fairness, Casper and have, you know, probably two or three of the biggest players. And, you know, Kia Mackey's the exceptional player in Cavan at the moment. And they have a great squad. So if they can get there... I, I do. I, I was talking to a couple of lads earlier. I do think they can bring it home as long as they're there with 15 minutes to go. That's when these players then take over. They, take, you know, they stand up beyond the rest because there's certain players can only do so much. That's when the rest of them kind of go that bit beyond. So 
I suppose that's the way it panned out for us. We'll see what it's like tomorrow. And you, you played against this Kingscourt team earlier on in the championship and you, you drew with them and then you lost the replay. But Bally Hour were kind of on the go for a few weeks at the time. It was probably tired, tiredness is probably a factor. But what can you tell us about this Kingscourt team? It, it, it. I have great respect for this Kingscourt team because they're, they're a hardy, hardy team. We had we had them we had them pretty much beaten out in Virginia. We were four points up, two or three minutes left, and they knew they, they didn't panic. They came back at us. They knew what way to play it. They end up tying that game. You know, it was just there's certain teams. There's certain teams are have that way about them. With with a few minutes to go, certain teams will drop their heads. Like I know I know playing certain teams. I won't name them, but there's certain teams in Cav, and I know we're gonna win a match. If we're there or thereabouts, one day anyway. Kingscourt aren't one of them. You need to beat them. You need to have them bet when that final whistle goes, or they're not gone. You know, they're, they're, there's a stainless to them. You can name the players. There's a stainless to them. They look to them players towards the end of a game. They, they'll give them the ball and they'll do it. You know, like the likes of Barry Riley, Alan Clark. They'll not shy away from it. You know, they will kick big freeze. They'll take big shots. They'll take the big hits when they need to. You know, there's very few clubs in Cavan have them sort of players. They'll do it when they need to do it. They'll do it when they're down. You know, so Kingsford are a hard team to beat. We found that the last couple of years. They're a hard team to beat. Caswan will find that tomorrow. You know, the, come towards the end of the game, it'll be the big players. Who stands up the most? You know, you have big players on both sides. Which of them big players does more for their team will probably take this home tomorrow if you're if you were looking at a Borg and you're saying lining out the two teams would we'll put you in the the king's court manager's boots at the minute <laughs> who who would you put on key and mackey or pushing or even end the flanagan or could you well, ha, design your matchups see i, I, I was saying a couple of lads earlier like I, in my Paul faulkner in my eyes is the best is the best full back in senior championship but the problem is, Casaran probably don't play with an out-and-out orthodox full forward. So you've you've one of the best full backs, and he's you know what way I would probably play him tomorrow centre back because you're going to get you know he's a footballer as well like he is a proper footballer so you might as well use him. He's a bit of a waste if he's playing in full back. So that would be my opinion. Um, who you put in key and Mackey? I would probably put Barry Tully on Key and Mackey because it's the legs. <laughs> I'd stop at three. <laughs> um, no, after that, like, you, you, I, I do think there's an element where you can, you can start overanalyzing a team if you're playing in, in this match and you change everything to mark a team. That sends a signal to your team that, you know, you in your cornerback position aren't good enough to mark this lad. You in your wingback position. There's a couple of lads you can target, and that's fair enough. But if you start changing your whole backline, you know you're sending sublimely. You're sending a message. I don't think you're good enough to mark the fella. I'm moving you over to this side on. So, they, there is a couple of lads they will target, and that's game to game. You'll always target a couple of lads. It's always the way. When you start changing up everything, you know you're, you're gonna you're gonna struggle because lads will be like. Why am I over playing? Why am I playing wing half back and I play corner back all the championship?
It's it's funny you mentioned that because how important was it in the final that Jews won that Calvin Gillis took him and Riley from centre half back stuck him out on the wing. Jews must have been delighted. Absolutely. Like we we well we never planned that they were going to take him Riley at the middle of the cent you know centre back. And um, when he when when they did, because we the way it turned out, our centre forward was struggling with an injury, and we thought, right, he he hasn't the legs for centre forward. We put on wing half. And it worked out. They took a lad out to mark him. They were told beforehand, this lad's a, you know, we need to sort him out and he goes wherever. And they kind of played the team rather than, we, you know, in fairness, that, if they should have started that way, they should have moved throughout the game, but they probably didn't, thankfully, obviously. <laughs> John, uh, we're going to ask We've talked about the great Casaran team of the 60s. There was two, two Casaran teams won junior championships. And your team won an intermediate championship and reached the senior final. Where does the current, regardless of the result tomorrow, where does the current group of Casaran players rank, do you think, in the history of the club? Well, I can't really comment back on you know, the teams of the 60s. I didn't, I didn't see those. But by comparison to the team in 2001, um, and to a certain extent the team in 2011, uh, with respect to the changes on it, uh, this team is better. This team is, has, has better footballers. There's absolutely no doubt about that. You know, some of the, the, the top players in the county involved. When you're talking about Ronan Flanagan, you know, uh, Kean Mackey, obviously, uh, Paul Lukey, you know, they are obviously they've been in, on the on the county panel. There's other players in there as well. The two O'Connells, two outstanding footballers. Everybody in this pub tonight uh, remembers those lads when they were three years of age. I'd say kick kicking ball the far side of this this street here here. Launching balls o- uh, over the house, and uh, at three, three and four years of age, and they've had nothing in their hands all their lives, only football, 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 and they're two lethal players, um, and I could go on listing them all out. Um, they're better, Paul. They're better than the 2001 team, and a lot of that has got to do with the fact that uh, they played at the top grade the whole way up. And I was talking to Tony Brady down there earlier on. Um, that's a big difference playing playing Division One, playing at the top tier. Ronan, uh, Keen, Barry Cusick, who unfortunately is going to miss the game tomorrow, and I'm, I'm really sorry for, for him because uh, he's been great for the club for such a long time. And <laughs> all those lads, all those lads, they've won 12s, 14s, 16s, minor, couple of under 21s, the whole way up. Um, I spoke to them in, in 2005 when they were in the minor final, and the first thing I told them was they were the absolute pride and joy of the club. Uh, as minors at that time and uh, a super bunch of players it's an awful pity there aren't a few more of them still around you know Fierke Cork jumps to mind I was talking to Shane Boylan down there earlier on um, I saw Lachlan Egan out there uh, young Terry Brady all those lads it's a pity they're, they're uh, not all still kicking ball for the club but uh, the ones that are still kicking ball they're, they're, they're top notch they're top notch and John In a nutshell, John, where's the game going to be won and lost? And if Casaran are to win it, when, when we're writing the report for the South next week, where will, will they have won that game? They'll have won the game um, with, with Jamie Lee continuing the way he has done all season. Solid. Uh, um, number one. Uh, obviously, it's no secret that we're playing a, a fairly defensive game. We're going to stick to that template, you know, as I see it anyway. Um, we're going to be extremely disciplined in sticking to that template uh, at the back because we know Kingscourt have, a, have an ace free taker in the pack. We know t- tomorrow's conditions are going to be 
uh, ideal for kicking balls and there's no better man in the county. Let's tip our hat to him, the Mary Riley, to kick Mary those frees. So we're going to have to be disciplined. Uh, we're going to have to be outrageously intensive and outrageously strong in the tackle. But most of all, probably in that disciplined. Round the middle of the field, we're going to have to be on top in there as well. You know, the old cliche, whoever wins the middle of the field uh, wins the game. Maybe not so much uh, as it used to be because kickouts aren't contested so much. It's not so much about breaks. I don't know when the last time I heard somebody shouting in, get in on the breaks. It's, it's not, it's not, you know, that's, that's almost a thing of the past, almost. And then up front, you know, we've got that link man in, in McEnroe, uh, linking up with, with, with the boys inside. We've talked about him already. Podgy's talked about him. Barry's talked about him. Kia Mackey, you know, on, on the point of that diamond and the two boys inside, you know, and bringing that fluidity in, in, into it that uh, that he has brought end, end of Flanagan. And then one of the lads I talked about uh, from across the street uh, in his day, Oshin. So, look at, we're going to have to be, we're going to have to uh, be better than Kingscourt in 12, 13 positions on the field. But I believe we can do it. John, John, just looking, looking at the, the championship so far by both teams, they've, they've relied on getting off to a good start. So a, a lot of people are predicting maybe that it'll be two defensive teams going out, but can you see it being two attacking teams in the opening stages to try and get four or five points in front? Well, look at Damien. This is, you know, I knew this question was coming and I knew, um, you know, I knew Paul's question was coming, but where it's going to be won. But to me when it's going to be won, when this game is, it's just going to be absolutely fascinating tomorrow because 100% right, both teams are getting out in front. We saw, uh, I saw the, the Kingscourt uh, Gales game, 6-0 up after six or seven minutes um, and then almost retreated a little bit and obviously then the Gales would have, would have come into it and we have that trademark as well, getting out in front um, and the defensive style we're playing, that, that that's important to us. But, you know, is it going to be cagey tomorrow in terms of who puts their nose out in front, who takes the risks? You know, that's 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 the way I see it. First quarter and third quarter going to be absolutely crucial. And uh, after that third quarter, like Podgy said, you're going to be running into the, the those last twenty minutes, and that's when that's when men will define define the moment. Yeah, just moving on to Barry there. Yeah. I, I suppose looking back, Podgy is saying that they, you know, in the melting pot, the last fifteen minutes of the game are vitally important. When you were winning your All-Ireland with Dublin, what, what key periods of the game were you targeting? Yeah, I suppose uh, when the team is picked um, or announced within the squad the week of a, of a final, um, mostly there's 15 guys that are you know delighted to be getting the, the start in Jersey. But from a manager's point of view, they got to focus on, on the guys that, that didn't get the start in Jersey because you know they're ne- nearly just as important because they're going to come in at the key, key part of the game. Um, certainly the 15 guys that start aren't going to be the 15 guys that finish the game after the, you know, 60, 65 minutes. So having your, you know, three, four, five key lads coming off the bench, having them mentally right is, is a huge um, element to it. And certainly under Pat Gilroy, when he, he was our manager, you know, we were fortunate enough that we had a strong squad and, you know, he would have spoken to the likes of Kevin McMenamin and, and these guys and had them, you know, finely tuned going into the game on Sunday and said, look, Certainly, you're disappointed not to get a start in Jersey, but on the other hand, you know, do you want to be on the pitch when the final whistle goes rather than being on the pitch, you know, when when the first whistle goes? So, you know, it's a sort of mindset, and it's a case of trying to flip it from that in that regard. Um, and you know, managers these days to put so much emphasis and so much time into it tactically, etc. 
Um, you got to factor in the last 20 minutes and you got to be looking um, to your bench and, and have a plan in place. Um, you know, you saw it in, in the All-Ireland final this year between Dublin and Kerry. You know, the impact that a couple of the Dublin guys coming in off the bench had um, compared to the Kerry guys. You know, the likes of Paul Gavin and these guys didn't really have much of an impact uh, and Kieran Donaghy when he came on. So, um, certainly, I, I think the prerogative is on the manager, first of all, to, to try and have a chat with the man- with the players themselves. And certainly for 24 hours, you can understand for a player being disappointed and not being in the team. But, you know, he got a parked at this appointment and realised, look, there's a there's a county medal at, st- at stake. You know, you got to buy into the team uh, environment. And when he gets the call, whether it's after 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, you know, you got to be ready to come in and, and, and do a job. And, you know, subs coming on, it's not to, you know, replace the player and do as well as the player coming off. You're actually coming in to try and make a, a proper impact and try and improve the team. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see when the game's in the melting pot around the 40, 45th minute, um, how much of an impact guys can have. Yeah, you also, John talked about it, that you don't hear so much talking about the breaking ball. And I suppose a lot of that is down to one of your teammates, uh, Stephen Cluxton, of course. He, he made a huge difference. He's changed the game of Gaelic football with his style of kick-outs. But give us an insight. When you, you were the same age, I think, or roughly the same yeah. age. You'd have won an All-Ireland on 21 with him. What, what was he like to play? And, and was he always that style of kick-out? Yeah, I mean, Stephen is a, is a unique individual. <laughs> um, I would have played with him on the Dublin or 21 team when I was, you know, 18, 19 years of age. I got on really well with him, you know, he's a really good guy, brilliant teammate, you know, he approaches Gaelic football in a, in a very professional manner. He's a, he's a secondary school teacher there in St. Vincent's in Dublin and, you know, he lives and breeds, uh, being an county footballer. And, um, yeah, he, you know, he won a couple of All-Stars in his early years, but certainly around the time of 2009, 2010, he started adding a, a couple of different sort of strings to his bow in terms of being a, you know, a, a goalkeeper, not just, you know, contesting high kicks, you know, shot stopping, you know, hitting kick out 70, 80 yards to the wings or down the middle. And yeah, we worked on it in training for a lot around 2010 and 2011, um, these short kick outs, um, whether it's a 30 yard, 50 yard kick out to the wings, trying to, you know, hit the wing forwards, trying to hit the wing backs. And then obviously, you know, Stephen would have started practicing a lot of his uh, 45s and free kicks. A lot of people wouldn't realize where we train it, trained in DCU. When you walk out of the dressing room, we, we actually, you pretty much hit the pitch, you know, within 20 yards straight away. And there was a little pocket of space there. And every time we would train around seven o'clock and we'd all arrive around six o'clock for training. When we're heading into the training room, uh, the dressing room to, to get talked out, Stephen would be actually beyond the pitch already. And that little pocket where he kicked the All Ireland winning free, that's the area that he would have been practicing day in, day out. And he would probably hit, I'd say, a hundred kicks every week from that position so I mean when we won that when Kevin McMenamin won that free uh, in injury time in 2011 everyone in our squad was 100% convinced he's going to kick it because we've seen it do it and do it in a sleep and he's just repetition practice 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 um but yeah he's a really good guy I think he was down in the club actually in 2011 uh he brought the Sam McGuire down and Pat Gilroy came down I was there as well so you know, he's a really actually humble guy and, you know, Jim Gavin obviously made him captain a couple of years ago for a reason and, yeah, he's had a phenomenal career. And just, I suppose it is, uh, it's a little bit unfair. You haven't seen a lot of Castle Rahan, but we're going to ask you for a prediction anyway, Barry, tomorrow. And no I'm problem. sure it's only going one way. Yeah, I mean, county finals are, are difficult 
to predict and, and certainly I think one of the, the lads alluded to earlier, it's not always the big players that, that play or your, your main players that play well on the big day. Sometimes there's, you know, a cornerback or a wing forward or someone like that that can chip in and, and give a man of the match to play. And sometimes nerves can get to the players as well. And, you know, when teams go into county finals, they nearly feel like they have to give, you know, an 11 out of 10 performance. But that's not actually the case. Sometimes a seven and a half, eight out of ten performance can actually get you over the line. Um, and it, it's the team that actually does the basics extremely well and nothing above that, that that can actually get the job for you. So, yeah, I'm going to obviously go with a Castle Rahan win. Um, I think <laughs> I'm not too not too sure how high scoring it'll be, but I'm going to go with a Castle Rahan one ten and uh, King scored eleven points. That's my prediction. Two point win there. So uh, we'll move on. Actually, I think what we'll do is we'll finish with John to give the last uh, prediction. So we'll keep going all the way over there to Podge. And Podge, same question there. Put me in the Get, spot. Put you on the spotlight now, sir. What, what do you think? And you don't, you don't. Now, in fairness, folks, there's no point in bullying the poor man. If he wants to go for King's Court, let him go for King's Court. I have, I have to stay in Bally Jones off tonight, so. <laughs> do, you, do you have to stay tomorrow night, though? <laughs> No, I, d- I do think that this is a chance for, for Kassaran. In fairness, I, 2011 probably came a year too early, or I, I don't know what it was that they came up, up against an exceptional Gales team, but this is the chance. It, Kingscourt's the type of team that suit Kassaran. You know, they, they do play, they do play that sort of open style that, that, that will allow Kassaran to play football. They're not, they're not going to sit sit back 12 men behind the ball like this will be okay each team will play with seven or eight men maybe behind the ball but it will be the best football team i do think coming into this year castron probably have the best football team the fastest team in the county they have the best bench apart from the gales who are no longer involved so i i do think castron will win tomorrow by, by how much we're gonna put you right on the line by how much give us a score line Two or three. Two or three points to cast. That'll do. We let you in with that, Podge. Thanks very much. And then, and moving on to the, to, to the legend, John, yourself. You, you, uh, you, you, I'm sure you think the Castellan are going to win it, but what's the scoreline going to be, John? Um, you know, the lad, I don't think there's going to be, there, there, there can't be in my mind any more than a point in it. You know, I think we're talking even... Ray, Ray Cunningham in '97 type disputed points type of territory to be honest, but I believe I believe Castle Rahan can do it by the skin of the teeth, and I think uh, after the Kilachandra game and the amount of goal chances we we created, uh, I don't think we'll create that many goal chances because I think Kingscourt are going to be an awful lot tighter, but I I I'm backing us to get a goal and 11 points, all right, and Kingscourt 13 points. So one point away. That's a big call, so it is. That's great. So, folks, a quick round of applause for Barry Cahill, for John Clark, and for Paul Griley there. Thanks very much, folks. Absolutely brilliant. We're just going to finish off, I suppose. It'd be unfair to get the sports editor of the anglo Celt up here and not, not ask him a couple of questions on, on his opinion. Paul, who do you think is going to win it, I suppose, the most important one? We'll keep it short. Um, I don't know if you can hear me. If everyone can hear me. <laughs> No, I, I, I tipped, I tipped Cass Rahan in the Celt this week, and I honestly think Cass Rahan are going to win it. And I'm not just saying that because we're here in, in Ballygames, though. Because, 
by a point. And I actually think Castlerahan might win it by more than one point. I think they might win it by, by three or four points tomorrow. I think King's sort of been on the road a long time this summer. They've played nine or ten games and it's, it's going to take a lot out of them. The two-week break will help them. If it was only a one-week break, I'd be absolutely putting the house on, on Castlerahan. But I do think that, that Castlerahan are the fresher team. They haven't been tested in the way that they haven't played one of the real top teams yet. Maybe Rammer was the only good te- really good team they've played. But I thought they should have beaten Kilstrander by 15 points. All the better for Kasseran that they only bet them by three or four points. And I think if, if the likes of Mackie and Oshin O'Connell, who I think if he was in any county in Ireland, he'd be on the county team, in my opinion. So if the likes of those boys click tomorrow, I think Kasseran by three or four. You're really doing the crowd now, so you are. Just, just a brief word on Joe Dillon. The, the rumour is, or the word is, that it, it, it hasn't gone to the DRA, so he's not available. How big of a loss is he to Kingscourt? Uh, oh, he's a big loss, surely, but I actually... He, he came on against, against Podge and the boys in Virginia and played really well. I thought he was very good, but he... he only for him. Only for him, yeah. He, yeah torn, he, he kept him in the championship, but I don't think he played all that well since... He, they, threw, they threw him in and he was fresh, but in that game... And sometimes you can, you can throw that in off the, off the bench and he, and he can cause chaos like that. But I didn't think he was up to... He, he wasn't up to starting the game. He didn't play particularly well, he thought, against Kiligary, and he got frustrated. So he's, he's definitely a loss. He's going to be coming on as the weeks go on for them, but... Um, or improving, you know, as the games go on. But he's definitely a loss. But he's not a massive loss, I don't think. Yeah, that's true. I, we're, we're gonna we're gonna finish off. We have to get one more prediction. And and Nobby in front of me, he was he was the most active man here tonight. I think so. It's, it would be wrong not to ask Nobby. What do you think? How's it going to go tomorrow? All Nobby wants to say is, I am looking at the Mackies. The Flanagans, the Cusicks, and all them lads, and the young Lukies, and all them young lads. I'm looking at them since we're under 10s. And we won the under 10. We won the under 11s. We won the 12s. And we won the 14s. And we went to Taurus with them, with the other four, Fela. And all the women, we all mixed, I forget where we slept. We all Anyway, we, 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 yeah. And we, and this is the Mackey team. And the Lokis and the Flanagan team. And we won everything. On the 10, 12, 14. We were in the 16, we won it. We did the minor, we won it. But, I have to come back to doing the 14. <laughs> we were playing in Stadon one evening. And we were playing Crossola. And poor Mackie was in hospital. Mackie was in hospital. So, Crossola had us by the scruff of the neck. And somebody looked down along the line, and here was Mackie. Not knowing his mother, he got out of hospital. And he's down at the back of the dugout, talking out. Well, seven pints down, Mackie came on. Castle heads went up, Crystal heads went down. And the first ball he got, he stuck it over the bar. Next ball he got a goal. Anyway, we won it. 
We won under 16 with, I call them the Mackie team. We won the minor. We won the under 21 twice and then we're throughout. I uh, felt like you're home in these holidays, we're throughout. <laughs> Took it, they, they took it off us. Anyway, all I want to say is I want to thank all those young lads to give all us so much enjoyment. Our football, brilliant. And whether they win or lose tomorrow, they are our heroes. Mm. Yeah, and I, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't even dare do a prediction. But I think, I think, I think we have a better team. I think we have a better team. But anyway, I leave it at that. And I, I must thank these guys to keep us up to date. Northern Sound, is it? Yeah, yeah. To keep us up to date. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks very much, Nobby. Um, yeah, just to finish off, when, when you were talking about Key and Mackie, and, and it, he's obviously going to be instrumental tomorrow. I, I was over Keen and Ronan and Daniel and a few of the Castle Rahan lads at County on the 16 level, but I remember saying to Keen at, at uh, I used to pick them up on the way. We'd be going to the Old Castle tournament up in Old Castle, and I'd pick the boys up going through. But I remember saying to Keen one of the days on the way up to it, saying, look, you're, you're a brilliant footballer. You're exceptionally good, but you're too reliant on your right foot. You've no left foot at all. And he sat in the back of the car and he was steaming. He was annoyed at me. He was pissed off. So he went out against Dublin that day and he scored four points on his left foot just to prove me wrong. So that, that shows what Key and Mackey's capable of. And, and, and if what Michael Hannon was saying about him in the last couple of podcasts we had on We Are Cavan, then Key and Mackey could go out and score 10 points tomorrow and, and he'd be the first one up to Michael Hannon to tell him about it too. So that's the character it is, Key and Mackey. So it is. I just want to, no, I just want to say, Gabriel no, and John Clark and no, a fellow that's here tonight, Fergal Shorten. He played midfield for us for years. Ollie tried to play. Paul Staunton played for us. And I, I don't, I don't say anyone else. But Fergal was one of the men's. I always remember Fergal one day below midfield in Corla. You remember that road? Remember that field under the road? And I was doing umpire. And you were, you were scoring points from all over the place. And Fimber Brady and Gabriel, yeah. And he did, he did, he did, he did, he did. You weren't there that day, it was too wet. No, it was, it was too wet, it was too wet. <laughs> but I always remember Fergal, yeah. And welcome home for the final, Fergal. So, folks, we're going to wrap it up at that. Um, thanks very much for your attention all evening and, and your patience with the, the, the dodgy sound system that we, we set up here. So, and thanks, of course, to Ronan. <laughs> thanks very much to Ronan and, and all the McCabe's. So what we're going to do now, we want to wish Castle Rahan the very best of luck and hopefully it's a good entertaining game of football. We're going to be played out now with a song from um, Madford Trad here for the final time. So thanks again for listening and the best of luck tomorrow. Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. 
Try Super Value Zone Range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Celtic Warrior, crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company. Born of the land in the hills of Breffney, our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. 